truth is, we did not really know each other. Our growing truth. Our growing truth. Our growing truth. Our growing truths. 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 Hi, everybody. It's Jackie. Hey, everybody. It's Diamond. And I'm KJ. I met Diamond when we meet each other. Like, um, it's been some years since we met each other. Yes, it's already maybe, what was that? I started at that new job, was it July? June, yeah, so July-ish? It was like June, um, because I gave birth in July. Okay, so yeah, so I'm going on there. Yeah, it had to be June. Wow, we developed a really good relationship in a short amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> it, what, like a year or two? Yeah, like that's no. I'm saying even before I left. Yeah, like, no, like, I know. Really that was like a month. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all both are cancers, this so yeah. There's that. <laughs> you know how you then, come in with your training buddies, though. Like you know, oh, y'all are training buddies. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went through the whole training, um, whatever that was, that little week long mm-hmm. training seminar thing that they do. And it was pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened um, to be three women of color that were from the same store, and we were all in the same training class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, and it was nice just being able to bond with her, you know? It, it was cool because it was just like we had, we, we started noticing a lot of similarities right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. I agree. Like, even with... um with jack like we met each other the <laughs> funniest thing ever so one of my friends um thought <laughs> she, was really cute. <laughs> thought she was really cute so um i was like I, i'm the so i'm like the self-proclaimed go-getter in the group as far as if i want something i'm just gonna do, do what i want to do to go get it i don't mm-hmm. care um so i just was like okay i'll walk up to her and talk to her whatever i'll be here for you that's cool you know, i don't care she's cute anyways it's fine so i just walked up to her i said i think i said like um you i, I like your sweater it was something I about the sweater that's what i said i said something to her that i like something and then she said something back to me and i said oh and i think we just started talking like oh so how long have you been at central mm-hmm. and you know blah 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 and we were walking into our dorm rooms and then from then on every time we'll see each other, i think we just start saying hi and i don't know what was the moment that it was just like I think I, so in just one more layer was I was a freshman and at the time I had a boyfriend. So the guy that she wanted me to like, like, oh, my friend likes you. And I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. I was very, very like introverted on campus. My first semester, I didn't talk to nobody. So I'm like this girl just complimented me on my life. And I, we might've found each other on social media. I think yeah. that might've been a thing. And then since I, I didn't really know anybody on campus, I think you like invited me to a party or you invited me to like come hang out at your dorm room or something like that and um from there we just slowly like snowballed into like a friendship 
Um, but you were like a year older than me. So you knew more of the ins and outs of Central. So it was like, OK, here go, you know, somebody I connect with. You was from Detroit, the east side of Detroit, which I am, too. Yeah. So it's like, OK, here's somebody in this middle of nowhere, Michigan, <laughs> um, who is from yeah. the same place that I'm from. So that was a comfort. Um, KJ and I actually didn't know each other before oh. the podcast. <laughs> like, so truth really is. Um, but you know, we're we're steady growing our relationship, our friendship during this journey. So Diamond, I'm excited. For the bridge. Appreciate yes. you. Yes. <laughs> no, but uh, it's funny that you say that you were introverted on campus your freshman year because so was I. Like I initially went to the school that I went to. They will not get any shout outs from me. <laughs> it's my money. The school shall remain But <laughs> they um the school I went to in Michigan, um they, uh, it was a it was a school where it wasn't it wasn't very many people of color at all. So just being on campus, um, I ended up going to the school with one of the girls from my high school, and we just decided we found out we were going to um, the same college like towards the very end of school year. We were both in the executive senate in high school, and it was just two me and her. We were both the only two women of color on the executive senate for our high school. And we found out we were going to the same college. So we ended up being roommates. But we were both very shy, <laughs> very introverted. <laughs> and we did not like go talk to anybody, meet anybody. We would go to the calf, to class, and back to our dorm. Ooh, it was no. Bad. no. <laughs> it was bad. So the second semester, though, uh, we found our Office of Multicultural Student Services. Um, mm, and major key. Man. You have to have one. They used to call it our home away from home. Like you mm -hmm. have to go there. You have to support your office of multicultural student services, whatever it's called. But yes. um, we started going there. We started getting out and being more active on campus. And we started joining all types of organizations. And, and that was that diamond in, in the friend group that I we call ourselves the big dysfunctional family. Like that's our group chat. Those were the the people yeah. that I connected with and otherwise I would have been at Wayne State University I submitted my application I just didn't pay that fee <laughs> otherwise if I wasn't a broke college student at my core I wouldn't have got my Central Michigan University experience which I'm very you grateful know, for. So. it's very it's it's funny that you guys mentioned that um I my freshman year I literally um so I was it was me and my best friend at the time we went into Central together and um we were both like we didn't do anything I had a boyfriend that went to a different school at that yep. time I was like peace out I'm gone I'm not about to be here I will go home every other weekend mm -hmm. uh, like I was just like I do not want to be here this is so boring oh, I yeah, hate it yeah. and I had to I had to reach out to my mentor um that worked at um he works at Michigan State and basically I had to reach out to him and I'm like hey I want to come there because everybody I know is there because everybody from my high school went to Michigan State. I'm like, I want to go there. Let me just go. <laughs> so he's like, just stick it out. One more semester. You never know. Hilarious. And little do you know it, uh, second semester, I met one of my best friends now. Um, and we literally was together all the time. <laughs> like it, And we bonded over a tweet that I, I tweeted and she commented back to. And ever since, literally ever since that day, we talked on Twitter. 
we talk almost every day. So it's like, like shout you know, out to Bria. Shout out to Bria. You right, like, you know, <laughs> but you know, it's and we we just and then we kinda formed a little group within me and my other two guy best friends and then it just grew on from there and kept on. Like and then mm-hmm. Jackie ended up coming in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had our whole little people are people pretty much and mm-hmm. um yeah it's just it's you have to find the people that you bond with or the people that mm-hmm. you um you know you have like-minded I guess things with because um I noticed that through a lot of things you kind of you go through these experiences thinking they're going to be this way and they turn out to be a completely totally different way mm-hmm. um because when I went to college I'm like oh it's going to be the best thing ever my first semester there I was like this is trash <laughs> did, like, wait did trash. anybody watch a different world yeah and compare oh, yeah, like definitely. i thought that was what my college experience was going to be about nobody told me about the pwi versus hbcu i went completely blind i'm like where's whitley where's Dwayne? <laughs> like that was my <laughs> expectation and it was completely counter to so yeah i don't feel like i had an expectation i did watch i did definitely watch that and i I didn't really that wasn't my expectation because i knew i wasn't going to hbcu when mm-hmm. i went to orientation yeah. and i seen all those trees i'm like <laughs> you know what i'm driving to my death <laughs> okay my my town was three streets <laughs> oh, it's Lord. crazy because like I knew from like literally, I think so. My like, okay, so my second home is like literally Georgia. I am like, we, I went down to Georgia every single year, all the time. Like, I love Georgia. It was just the atmosphere. I don't know what it was. My heart was just in Georgia. And I'm like, I'm going to college in Georgia. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing it. I don't care. My auntie was like, no, you can't go to that school because it's like this or that and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just go to this school, whatever. Um, But I was like, I'm going to HBCU. I want Mm -hmm. to. That's what I'm doing. I'm so surprised that I even ended up at Central. I don't even know why but it must have been fate because i mean i wouldn't have met the people that i met i wouldn't have been able to meet jackie and we wouldn't have been able to be here so Mm -hmm. like literally y'all if y'all knew high school i was like i'm not gonna be in michigan honestly that's the (laughs) truth though because i honestly met my partner at college and like my best friend that i have right now she's coming over saturday shout out to jazz since we named she coming over saturday (laughs) we're gonna have some fun like it's just like those people you never would have expected you never would have expected to where you're gonna meet your good friends like i swear i thought the people i met in high school and middle Mm -hmm. school was gonna be my ride or dies but when you come down to it, I mean, my friend I had for over 15 years, I lost last year. So, like, I mean, just, yeah. in, just you know. We got to do a podcast about losing friends, okay. y'all. Okay. I feel triggered a little bit. Okay, but it, it just <laughs> happened. And, I mean, we grew apart, and I don't dislike her. I don't hate her. I love her in every single way. Right. And I want the best for her. But it just, our friendship was, it was over. And I, I mean, you know, it, it's different to find that the people that I met in college, I feel like I have a stronger relationship and like you said, such a short amount of time, like it's just certain people that you click with and certain people that you just vibe with and bond with. And when it seems like it's a, uh, it's a difficult, or if you got to put in that extra effort to have that friend around, you really start to got to start thinking like, yeah. Yeah. 
person. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if it's not natural flowing, it just begins to be a burden. Exactly. Like, okay, right. So I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was tough to fifteen years a long ass time. So it was yeah. it was tough to end that friendship, but it was necessary. So I mean, I definitely feel like hopefully she's grown. I've grown. I know tremendously from it. But um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that was definitely something I never expected to have a friend for 15 years and then have a friend for five and be like, that's my best friend for five years. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. And just thinking off of going off of that, like I've, I've definitely experienced um, a lot of different um, lost friendships over the years. And, and even now what, what I've learned, I guess, through losing those friendships and then now, with going through so many tough times, like one after another, literally Aww. one after another. And you guys know, <laughs> like it, you know, these past few months has been probably, I, I, I'm going to just say these are going to be the hardest <laughs> months of my life ever. I know that they always say like, you know, things don't get easier. They get harder. You just got to get stronger. Cool. But mm-hmm. what I just went through, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if nothing going to top that. I'm going to just be honest. But um, just pretty much just with that, I've learned so much about how even though you and somebody may not be in the best place or even have a a, a friendship anymore, um, you still learn that there is so much love between you guys because, of course, it may maybe it does go back off of just um, this and maybe it goes off to just like, oh, it was we knew each other for this amount of time. And granted, this doesn't happen for every friendship. And that's how you start to be, that's how you start to learn. Well, what was the real problem between this friendship? You know, you start to actually see, like, was it that they were just like haters? Was it that we just couldn't agree during that moment? Was it that we just couldn't get with each other lifestyles? You just begin to yeah. kind of like unpack it and start to realize like, geez like what was it you know or maybe it could have just been distance you know it's so many different things that could possibly happen Mm -hmm. and um just kind of using that to go I guess into the fact of you know how we came up with everything um one of the things that you know I I was the bridge between these two beautiful people (laughs) um because me and Jackie one of the biggest things that I kind of go back to when I'm looking at just like I guess where we come from and how we came together. Um, I look at how our relationships were individually. Cause it literally, we never, none, the three of us were never in a room together before talking about the fact that we about to start a podcast, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Cause it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay, let's start a podcast. All right, three of us. But um, just first, of course, first me and Jackie met. And one thing that we would do is I would go to her dorm <laughs> and we would sit and talk for like hours and we would talk about just um we would talk about just life and at the end of our conversation we would have some solution understanding something and then we would literally and it's crazy because like for us to you know how you have conversation with your friends and literally it's just like all right what are we about to do you about to go do this, you about to go do that. No, me and Jack will literally have like this heart to heart and come up with things that we need to do better and how we can get through this and how we can get through that and letting each other know the support. And you know, it was just so, um, you, we, I left, I always left feeling the converse, uh, with the conversation where like weights lifted off my shoulders. It and, was therapeutic for sure. 
Yeah, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy to even be at that level of conversation, you know, during the time that we, like, we had a time where people like thinking about partying. <laughs> and we over here having these crazy, crazy deep conversations about life. And let me know, but it wasn't like a wine night type of vibe either. No. It was like, you are in my dorm, you're sitting in my little dorm chair, I'm on my bed, and we're literally just expressing so much of ourselves. Um, and it's it's not like, it, like I just really wanted to put that out there. Like, it wasn't on some, like, drunk, like, oh, we're yeah. conjuring up these, no. like, no, it was like real emotion, real mental, and just all kind of good stuff flowing, so... I definitely remember those times. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't like literally no drinking, no, no, none of that, nothing. Mm-hmm. We were literally as sober as they come. Like that's that's the, the vibe for college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that was definitely my vibe. I didn't have no long <laughs> friend talks. Like me and my friends turned up, period. period. <laughs> so period. like, you know, <laughs> it was crazy to have that type of uh, relationship with someone. And then as I... You know, I kept that. Of course, we always kept that near and dear. And we always did that. We kept that like very true to our relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when I met KJ at work, we would literally sit and have our talks between different people that we... co-worker best friend like it was one of those like you having a bad day we're gonna have to talk in between these patients to (laughs) yeah it was crazy because we would literally get a whole talk and we would literally be like okay so we got to do this we got to do that we got to do this Mm -hmm. and what I noticed about like that too was just it's so powerful because after I talked to you weight lifted off my shoulder like okay cool I can you know? really say I feel the same way. Like I like I said, I didn't have like I mean, like me and my friends, we talked, but it never was like, Well, what's how are we gonna come up with this? Or we never really share I'll be honest, I just found out that it's even a thing to share your feelings and emotions recently. Like mental health uh-huh. was not on my mind mm-hmm. in college at all. Like mm-hmm. period. Yeah. So um we would I mean, I feel like a lot of my friends at that time, we would bottle things like that. We would keep things like that and we would just go out for the night turn up shout out to fact and all this goodness and all this <laughs> keep wings and fries and drinks like you know what I mean but we would just go out and have a good time being in that, such a small city I mean we showed so much love I, that was the biggest thing about our college experience is that when I went to that school I didn't really know anybody but when I left I was hugging every single person every time I seen them. You know what I mean? So I've never really had that like big support where you have conversations, even in my family. So being able to connect Mm -hmm. with you quickly and being able to genuinely do that was huge for me. So you asking me to be a part of this podcast was like, hell yeah, like, yes, I would love (laughs) to find other people like you because I don't have people that I have conversations like that with. So like, it Mm -hmm. was just awesome to be able to be a part of this and be able to, you know, kind of ramble off ideas in my mind and kind of, you know, like, like we're doing is growing. Like I wasn't able to grow through college. I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to have those, you know, thought provoking conversations. And I'm just thankful to be a part of this, to be able to do it now. Yeah. I think (laughs) that, that honestly, that makes me think of another layer or another dynamic of me and diamonds, like relationship. I think similar to what KJ said is that like 
me and my family, we don't have those open and transparent conversations. And like, mm-hmm. to be honest, and Diamond has called me out on this, like I haven't always been the greatest friend. <laughs> like that is something that I'm honestly growing through with Diamond and Bria and now KJ. But mm-hmm. like growing up, I was taught to like embrace my sisters. Like my dad was always like, if we came home crying, like, oh, she don't want to be my friend. My dad would be like, you got sisters, girl, you, you'll be all right, you know? Yeah. And so I, I carried that with me, but that's, it, it's so toxic because you need people outside of your family to be your village. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another layer of me and Diamond's relationship is we were a part of a student organization um, called Hype, Have Your Point Expressed. And so that was actually something else that brought me out of my shell in college because it forced me to have conversations. And that wasn't something I was comfortable doing at all. Yeah. So sometimes mm-hmm. I would hide behind the veil of like facilitating taking the conversation so that I didn't have to, sure to did. <laughs> but I was learning um, perspective and how important that was because I came from my little area on the east side of Detroit where a lot of people thought similarly so then you had like the Flint kids and you had the Chicago kids all black kids for the well not kids we were college students mm-hmm. but you know it, it was just so many different perspectives we with our organization hype we touched on so many different topics from like I don't know, like social justice topics, but we would do stuff like battle of the sexes, girls versus boys. And we're talking about sex, you know? So it, it just, I think that me and diamond sharing that type of space allowed us when we got into an intimate setting, allowed us to just go so further into you know a topic and and it was like we know the power of conversation we know the power of dialogue and what it can do so I think us coming together in those spaces is like we were shifting our own minds you know to to a certain extent and I think that's honestly what one of the goals of this podcast is to do is to not only grow together among the three of us but to then project that onto the other girls who are listening in um, and to get that different perspective, because we might all have, you know, we might agree on something. We might have three different perspectives, but there's tons and tons of other perspectives out there that we yeah. can grow from. Mm-hmm. So I think this podcast is just, you know, like hype times 10. <laughs> Me and Diamond, we were looking at the photos and the color scheme is pretty similar. It and we didn't crazy. know. Like, like- what is this how it felt familiar I'm like what this orange and green and all these like earth tones and I'm like oh nah, hey, that's duh. crazy oh my so, gosh but this so I, crazy, oh, go no oh okay it was kind of crazy that you stated um about the that y'all joined the organization because I'm kind of wondering why like a lot of my friends that um, I did join a ton of organizations when I was at, uh, you know, the school or whatever, but I'm just thinking, like, I'm wondering why those relationships didn't go further. I'm wondering what was, like, the obstacle there. Um, it's, I guess it's something I'm trying to grow through as we're talking right now, because you guys were able to take those conversations and take them home with you and kind of dive into them a little bit deeper, whereas, like, I was in organizations like You Beautiful Black Woman and Black Leaders Aspiring for Critical Knowledge, NAACP. Like I was in all of those organizations that did protests and did events and had deep discussions. But when we went home, it was like we left all that stuff on campus and we became a completely different person. So I don't I mean, not completely different person, but, you know, it was more of like a a disconnect, I guess. I don't, and I don't know if that was something we developed because we were in such a small town. And when you go to Walmart, you see the same people that you see at, you know, 
the library. I don't know if that was something that happened or why there was a disconnect, but that's definitely got my wheels turning. And I definitely want to think about that a little bit more. You know, just kind of going off of what you said, which is very interesting, um, because a lot of people aren't able to have deep conversations. Like they aren't able to have those deep conversations outside of having to have them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, when you're forced to have them, granted, even though you're joining a um, you're joining an organization, that's so you, you're not necessarily forced. But if it's a topic and, you know, the person that's in the work, they're having it, they're facilitating this. You're kind of forced to have that. But on your own mind, you might be like, I don't want to talk about that. You know, I don't want to think about that. I don't mm-hmm. want to go into that. That's not that serious. I just want to think about this. And that's why I say, like, when Jack was saying pretty much that it's very important. I mean, that we've seen that the conversations, um, what they do. That's something that I kind of want to go off of because it's a lot of friends that I'm not able to talk deep like that to. Mm-hmm. And it's no, it is no, it's no love lost there with them or no, of course, no, nothing wrong with that, but they maybe have a different um, approach to certain things than I have. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I was thankful to find you two because I noticed that you two have the same exact approach to things that I did. Not necessarily the same exact, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but you guys understood the you understood the importance of communication though we may not be the best communicators um we all fall short (laughs) yeah we're uh, we're all far short somewhere but we all understand the importance of it we Mm -hmm. all understand that communication is honestly key and we all understand that conversation is honestly key like you have to talk about these things in order to get somewhere in order to grow in order to Mm -hmm. move in a certain direction and just going off of that of our first conversation with each other when we went out to eat um I had a question and I'm, I'm the, I'm the question poser between us for some odd reason. I have these things that I just like, okay, let's try this. Or what about this? Let's think about this. But okay. I had this question and um, pretty much we went into conversation. It was crazy because Jackie said something afterwards, like, oh, I like how you just kind of did that, uh, like a podcast preview or something. And I'm like, it's crazy because I did not, you know, I didn't do that by design. I wish I would have thought that far into it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just crazy how deep we got over something. It it wasn't small necessarily, but over something that was just like that. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, and we just dove really, really deep into it. Mm -hmm. And we start going into different avenues and start challenging then like it it was crazy just off of a first conversation Mm -hmm. and it was just like perfect and I I definitely thought that was like the the chemistry test right between (laughs) me and KJ because that was the first time that KJ and I had been in the same room together met each other like Diamond I remember Diamond sent me her like social media and I was like (laughs) let me snoop let me snoop let me just see what this girl's about I don't because I didn't know what to expect but I trusted Diamond because we shared that like intimate conversation so I'm like I know she's bringing on somebody dope um, but I was just thinking about what you what y'all were saying about like, you know, especially Diamond, when you say like there are certain friends you can't go there with. And I think about how like both KJ and I said, like, we didn't necessarily grow up having those conversations, mm-hmm. but something in us was ready to have some of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people aren't. And there's nothing bad or wrong with that. I think you have to, you know, slowly but surely edge into challenging yeah, conversations. Absolutely. People have trauma, you know, conflict. Sometimes conflict does come out of these type of conversations. Yeah, and some people do. don't know how to deal with conflict. Mm-hmm. And there's other 
other things as well. It's not just conflict, but you know, going down this road isn't always pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. going you know? down any road is never going to be pretty. Yeah. Like, I mean, we yeah. all have yeah. our, you know, goals that we're headed towards, you know, we for the podcast, for our personal lives. Like, I think just mm-hmm. overall, like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be obstacles. And it's just a matter of growing through them for sure. Like, mm-hmm. it's been so many obstacles that I feel like I've repeated and repeat it and damn I repeat it because I wasn't (laughs) listening or I wasn't yeah you know like I genuinely wasn't taking a step back from okay what is going on in this situation and what am I doing to keep you know to stop the situation from happening again am I changing any of my patterns am I doing anything different am I thinking about it a different way they say like insanity what what is it there's like a oh jeez oh my god it's, oh, it's insane. Okay. It's insane to continuously do the same thing over and over again and to expect a different outcome. Honestly. It's funny why that you brought this up. So um, my fiance, that's his favorite quote. That's his favorite quote. This is all you tell me. It's insane to do blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I have to think about it. And I'm like, that is very true. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. very true. It's like, and we fall into these, we, we literally fall into these rabbit holes or these these mount these mole like we fall into these positions where we keep on doing the same thing it's over and over, and over, and over. Yes. <laughs> all we know you know it's all we know like yeah. you if you grow up you know me i grew up talking like I grew up talking, my grandmother motor mouth. That's that was my nickname. You you always <laughs> running your trap. You need to be a motor. You need to be out of the eyes to be like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Um, and you know, my mom literally she had her little phrase of, um, we're gonna sit at the table and talk. She said she used to text because my brother he's in the Marines and he's far away. And she would text like, I can't wait till everybody get home so we can sit at the table. And that was her way of saying, we're going to sit there and talk. Mm-hmm. And we would sit there and talk for literally hours. Like when I say mm-hmm. it would be 12 p.m. and we would be done talking at like 9 p.m. Like we would sit there and talk about just everything, anything, whatever, even if we wanted to say hey why does the sky why is the sky blue we just have a long conversation about the, you know the sky being blue mm-hmm. and I was just raised to I guess say how I felt granted we weren't raised to be disrespectful but my mom she respected she respected us enough to wanted to know how we felt and not saying that mm-hmm. somebody's mom don't disrespect the disrespect because not no, no 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 but I'm just saying my mom she just wanted to know how we felt you know even when she even when she um my stepdad passed away and um even when she was dating again she asked us she said how do y'all feel about me dating she had a whole conversation with us and she really took that you know she really took that deeply in because she really wanted to know how we felt and like I said from that point on it kind of sparked something to me to understand that it's important that people have their say or people have their thoughts expressed or have their mm. expressed. but no it's, <laughs> it's important to have that you know you have that expression because um without that expression you're not going to be able to grow you won't know what you're mm-hmm. doing wrong or right you will never know anything if you're just continually doing the same thing and you're not talking about it you know it's crazy that you stated i want to touch on the fact that you stated it's not it's not that is disrespectful because honestly 
if we're being honest, truth is, it is disrespectful to it not is. take your child's communication into consideration. But yeah, we are taught that you are a child, you stay in a child's place because that yeah. was my experience. Like, and I took that and I ran with that. Like, I'm a child, I'm a mind my child business, and I ain't gonna ask no questions because it's not you know a child question and then I started exactly and then I started to fall into trying to figure out things on my own you know what I mean Mm. and that gets you into trouble so that safe space wasn't established Mm -hmm. you know it's crazy crazy. I'm gonna say this real quick my mom mom, first of all my mom I, I my mom passed away about a few months ago literally probably like what a month and a half ago yeah. going on two months almost and um you know it it hasn't been the hardest it, it has been the hardest thing for me to do but it hasn't um for face value because my mom instilled so much into me and my siblings and um, my mom was such a lively person so to see her in that space that last few weeks that she was alive it was it was harder for me to deal with that than harder for me to know that she's gone now you know because it was just like that's not her you know, my mom used to always say, when you said you try to figure things out on your own, my mama would be like, curiosity killed the cat. She would say that, like, mm-hmm. you start coming up with these whole things and it's just like, and then, you know, that's what she always would let us know, like, don't get too curious. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say don't, don't ever try to snoop around or anything, mm-hmm. but like, don't get curious where you won't even say anything then just start snooping around. It yeah. won't even just come up and be like, hey, I have a question about this because you never mm-hmm. know who may have been through it, who may have talked about it with somebody else that have been through it. You never know how much you can grow. Literally, it's so crazy. You never know how much you can just grow from just talking. And I know that now, but in that space as a kid, like I'm going to be respectful because I'm not, my mama whooped. I'm not playing. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to step out of line. I don't, you know, I didn't want to get to that point. So, in a child's place is where I'm you know what I mean (laughs) awesome that your mom was able to you know instill those things in you but everybody's mom wasn't taught that you know a lot of people was you know just Mm -hmm. taught a child is a child a child is a child Mm -hmm. and that's so repetitive you know it just played in the back of their mind so often that that's what Mm -hmm. they have to think but they don't even think to start teaching them those things early because eventually that child will be an adult or eventually mm-hmm. that child will be a teenager and they will become curious, you know? Yeah, I mean? definitely. Yeah. And that, that makes me think about like the relationship that I want to build with my son. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. So a uh, quick insert, my son, I have a five month old baby boy and I'm constantly thinking about what things I want to instill in him from my childhood and what things I want to change. Mm-hmm. And I think similar to KJ, I wasn't necessarily told to stay in a child's place. I think a lot of conver- adult conversations were happening around us as children, but it was pretty much understood. Like I can't remember a point in time where I was told like, stay in a child's place, but it, I never was engaged or, you know, brought into the conversation for an opinion or, mm-hmm. you know, we just didn't talk about certain things. So even if we knew what was going on, we didn't address it. We never had a voice. And I think even with doing the podcast, sometimes it's hard for me to like jump in. Cause I'm yeah. like, I feel like because of that dynamic, I'm more observant. I internally process, you know, I'm working my own gears. I'm not very like external with my thoughts which is like why are you doing a podcast then girl but I got stuff to say um, so I, think, I think I really do want my son to be in and and similar to, to to what Diamond said like like your mom saying that curiosity killed the cat I really see that as I'm a resource I have lived 
X amount of years. You can come to me. I may not know, but we can work through it together. I really want to build that type of relationship with my son so that he feels comfortable coming to me. And so that he knows that his battle is ours. You know, we got yeah. this. We can mm-hmm. figure it out. You know, and not a not to not to an extent of a crutch. Like I don't definitely don't want my son yeah, to no. not be independent. But you know, I want him to know that you know we are helping him navigate life, and we are here. You know, we can help you. We got this. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it does such a disservice to children to not build that trust, to not create that space among parents because of that. Stay in a child's place. Mm-hmm. You know, truth stable. is, black people have a bad issue of not taking care of their child beyond the years of adulthood they like Mm. 18 21 peace out you're an adult like literally i can go back to literally i think my mom she got sick in january um i caught my mom in i think february crying about an issue i was going through and i'm like mom i need your help and she like diamond it's okay we got you we gonna figure it out don't worry about it Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So just establishing that I got you don't have to worry about the fact that, you know, something going to go wrong. I'm not going to say you got to You got to figure it out on your own. But she still she still taught me independence in the way of still understanding, like some things you are going to have to figure out because you are getting older. Mm-hmm. But just know I'm still going to have your back through it all. I'm still going to be able to give you that. And that's something that, you know, I've learned to do with my children and, you know, dealing with so. Jack, I don't know if you deal with this a lot, but because not saying that your child is too young to not have to deal with these things, but you and Tor, you, you probably have conversations too. Um, me and my fiance, we definitely have different styles of parenting. Of course, we come from different backgrounds and our parents were different. So of course, we're going to have those different things. But um, I noticed a lot of times I'm more of the, which I'm still a mom. I'm more of the conversationalist, <laughs> like, no, we're going to talk about it. Don't don't go here. It's not that serious. Calm down. Let's draw back. Um, or some, you know, I've just noticed a lot of things like that. And I know I'm noticing as we have conversations about what we're gonna do with our children when they get older, we have different opinions on them. And it's not something that we're like argumentative over. We're just both have different thought processes towards it. And I don't know if you guys have had conversations with other people where you notice that you were just like, I seen a post. And they was just like, um, have you ever looked at somebody and was just like, oh, my God, you think like that? <laughs> and I've definitely had that thought process of some things like, you think like that? Like, wow, not to be on a judgy tip, but it was just like, I would have never in a million years yeah. came up with that solution. Like, wow, even if it's a good one, it's just like, I would have never, mm-hmm. never thought about that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like where you literally be, you know, in a moment with someone. And I know I kind of start off with my kids, but like you literally be in the moment with someone and you're like, I would never have got to that conclusion. I would have never got there. I, th- I think that may, that makes me think about, you mentioned Tor, th- that's my partner. He, um he actually comes from a family though. That's more conversational. Like mm-hmm. that. I feel like that's how he grew up. He grew up having those conversations. I think, it, <laughs> and I hate to be that person. I'm like, I feel like I'm sometimes that person. Like, dang, I think like this, like, this is so toxic. <laughs> like, I, like holding no, on to some really. like unhealthy, Honestly, you know, dynamics. Oh, yeah. So I, <laughs> 
sorry, Diamond. Like I'm that person that's like, but I'm undoing that, right? I'm growing. No, that's <laughs> good. No. You know, I'm growing through it. Um, but it's, it's something that I'm constantly trying to check because I'm like, okay, where does this come from? You know, I, I have this thought, this is the way I'm doing things, but where does this come from? And it's not always, it's not every time, but I think that's something I'm trying to get more in tune with, especially since I have a child, because I, I would hate to pass on something to him that's, that's yeah. rooted in survival and not in love. And yeah. I know y'all saw that post as well. Like some people grew up, I forget what it say, mm-hmm. but it says something along the lines of like some people, um, you know, are brought up surviving and others are brought up on love yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And not that. to say that I was, but I think a lot of folks, um, especially people of color or in marginalized communities, they have to have some sort of survival in this country, mm-hmm. um, a survival mentality, but sometimes it bites you in the butt and yeah. it, you have to undo some of mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's funny that you guys said like, you know, that you have the different dynamics in your relationships because um, TJ, that's my partner. He, his family is very, very open. Like they say what they want to say, they do what they want to do. And it's like, when I walked into that, it was like, culture shock almost like whoa like you know what I mean but genuinely like as I've started to be around them more it's like dang this is you yourself all the time like you don't even have to have a switch that you turn on and turn off like you know what I mean like it feels good it does to genuinely be able to be yourself all the time and you don't have to feel like you're under a microscope and it's not that you know like I felt like my family was you know just shunning me but they were doing what they knew you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it was like to know uh, to be a child is to be respectful. You know what I mean? They were teaching me respect in their mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of like old school ways because my family, love them all, but they from Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> and a little chunk of us moved up to Michigan and and it's just a little chunk, you know what I mean? But they are very Southern. Like my great grandmother, um, she was very Southern, very Southern. And that was just her way of life. So she raised everybody that's here in Michigan in my family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that she taught us what she knew. You know what I mean? And it, we don't have a lot of men in our family. So the women oh, did what they could do. You know what I mean? It was It was genuinely that I have two uncles. Two uncles mm. on my mother's side. Wow. Okay. And I think I, I think it's so important. Uncles, <laughs> I, I think it's so important to honor that though. Like I don't yeah. I never want to come from a place, especially in this in in this growing, you know, um environment that we're we're pushing. Um, I never want to come from a place of like looking mm-hmm. down. Like yeah. and not to say that that's what you were doing, KJ, because you preluded mm-hmm. and, and absolutely clear that. But I think like what your grandmother did, even though that may not have been what worked best for you right. and it placed some barriers onto mm-hmm. you, she did what she knew she did what she could with the information she absolutely. had at the time. Absolutely. Right. She, I I'm I'm hundred percent sure without even knowing your grandmother that she absolutely was looking out for oh, your yeah. best interest. And I think we can honor that, but also say that's not what works best for exactly, me. Exactly. Exactly. And I think yeah. that's where I am now being able to be a part of this. It's like, okay, I'm undoing some things. I'm learning. I'm even learning that I have to undo some things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't even realize the need to be yeah. undone until you're like, oh crap, that probably wasn't good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm mean, mm-hmm. just learning that it's some things that I maybe have just completely looked past and I'm like, dang, 
So getting whoopings was a bad idea, huh? <laughs> like I honestly, for me, I would think it worked because shoot, I didn't want to do that no more. But in reality, is it that I didn't want to do it no more? Or is it I did it? Did I just want to do it more? Yeah, did didn't want to, or did I not want to get so, caught? Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. like. You know, with you bringing up whoopings, that's so funny. So I grew up, I grew up on whoopings and talkings, okay? <laughs> they were sitting there. This is exactly how my parents would do. So um, they were sitting there. They would come in there. They would sit up there and talk to us. And then right at the end, of, he'd be like, now go ahead and go get me that bill. Oh, and then we get but you know no, the entire time that's coming. Oh my! Nope, 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 nope. No, 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 no. The entire we knew the entire time that it was coming, but the talking alone would have us in tears. So we we are. It wasn't even about the whooping. It was about the fact that we knew we was wrong. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. knew we shouldn't have did that. Mm-hmm. And now we know. Okay, we're sorry. We felt so bad because of the way that they talked to us, and it wasn't that they talked to us like. Y'all need to do this and yeah. da da da. And yeah. y'all, it was just like my mama. I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> my mama uh, is that person. She, I'm so disappointed. You diamond, you have to do better. Uh, you know this now, and I understand that maybe this was the out, but you you have to do better. That's her. You have to do better. And I just be like. <laughs> Okay, mom. I know I have to do better. I know, I know, I know. You don't have to keep on putting this in my head. And it, and you know what? As much as that helped me, it kind of hindered me in a way. Think like thinking about it because now I don't even like when people say those things. Like you have to do better. Mm-hmm. And granted, it could be a situation where I do need to do better in, but it almost puts this annoyance in my mind. Like I already know. I, gotta I already do know. Yeah. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like. It, it, I could call like anything that happens. Say if I didn't pay a bill and it went late, my mom would be like, "Now, Diamond, you have to do better. You know that you have the money. You and it'll start off as soon as she said that you have to do better. I was just like, you know what? I'm not listening to you. No more. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's a trigger. But, you know, it's it, a trigger. The word it is. is just like <laughs> yeah. so. You know, and and as much as that helped me because it does put me in a thing of okay, Diamond. You have to do like that's a realistic thing. You have to do better. Um, if with the information that you know, you knew this, mm-hmm. but you still decided not to do it. So you tr- you genuinely do have to do better. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm growing through that and understanding that that doesn't necessarily have to serve as a trigger, and let it serve as a growing tool for me because maybe that's my moment to be um, what is it? What is it called? It's, it's a word. Constructive. It's the constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And it's my moment to understand that. Okay. Diamond. They're not saying, they're not saying X, Y, and Z, like you're the worst person in the world. Cause that's what I automatically take it as me being a cancer. I'm sensitive. Everything is, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm the worst person in the world. I hate, I hate this. I hate that about myself, you know? And I have to understand that I don't have to go to that extremity. I can say, you know what, mm-hmm. if this area, it is okay that I do better. Mm-hmm. I can do better. I do know to do better. Why am I not doing better? Mm-hmm. So that is something that I'm I'm growing through there, using that, not taking that trigger and turning it into a growth moment. Um, mm-hmm. Just along with that. So yeah, I'm I think with. that makes me think about identif- being able to identify your triggers, right? I think yeah. for me, um, therapy 
it's something that's been super extraordinary in my life over the last year or so. I started in 2019, found the right one after a couple, you know, it's tough. You got to scrummage through, (laughs) you find that connection, find that chemistry. But I think my, my therapist helped me to identify some of my triggers. And once you see that and you can, you can identify them, you can then work to undo them. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and unlearn how to be triggered by them. So I just wanted to throw that out there because that is a phenomenal tool um, yeah, to, to just have. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I want to know like y'all overall life goals. Like I, like I'm still getting to know both of you. So I still want to know like, mm-hmm. kind of like, where are you headed in the next 10 years? Like where, like our lives are meeting now, but where were you already headed? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, KJ, you said something that was so funny. You said you're still getting to know both of us. And I thought that that was so, it, it was so, it, it was a great, and it was so funny. Cause it just, you just, you didn't even mean it in this way, but I thought about it and I said, you know, it's funny because we're all still getting to know each yeah. other we don't know each other we we only know each other at this mm-hmm. moment we don't know each other even the next minute right. you know it's you're all oh, you're constantly that's one thing that people they're so you know pushed pushed away from change but that's one thing that's constant is I change and that. growth yeah. <laughs> but you know it's one thing that is so constant with life itself and we take that for granted and we kind of go back and be like ah this is making me crazy but it's just like you don't even know how many times you didn't change or how many times something didn't change as the as you was sitting there freaking out mm-hmm. like and you just mm-hmm. freaking out about the first change you didn't even realize that it was it didn't change 10 right. times since then you're right. You're like right. absolutely you know, right. right about that so you know what you said it is and I'm like it it, it, you said it so just realistically but it was just like it really that 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 is really realistic like you we are still getting Mm -hmm. to know each other every day it's a new thing because I think about me and my partner I can probably tell y'all run down everything Dan does from the top to the bottom but every day he show me something new and I just be like oh Mm -hmm. this is you Mm -hmm. I mean but that's the beautiful thing about the change is that once you get information you should take that information into consideration and if it's something that you vibe Mm -hmm. with if it's something that you like then yeah you should change your mind on how you move like that makes sense like yeah, I can absolutely say I'm not the person that Diamond made. <laughs> like we are, she's not, and it's okay though. I love no. that. I love this person that she's even grown into. It may, I know, but go ahead. there are certain aspects. There are certain aspects that are still the same, but I would say for the most part, yeah. I've changed oh, yeah. dramatically, and my friends have come along. And for the for the ones that are still around, yeah. like they they see it, and we we form what that looks like. We're always forming new friendships yeah. among us. Um, because of that change but I think I I am interested to see like what y'all what brought Mm y'all to this point um because you know like 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 we said we are changing diamond isn't who she was a couple years ago not even the slightest bit not even the slightest (laughs) you know so what brought y'all here like what are y'all like not what's your life story but like in a nutshell like I I can kind of just say in a nutshell um what brought me here was one um just seeing the different I guess the different dynamics that um being around I would say being around people that want more from themselves it always made me feel just uplifting Mm -hmm. you know it always brought this breath of fresh air so one thing that I did with Instagram I think I don't know if I told this to Jack I don't know, but I, I said, I, I might've told this to Keja. I don't know. I follow people on Instagram that are in the field that I want to be in. 
I follow, I genuinely follow them. I have people that I know, obviously, that I follow, but I follow people that are in the field that I want to be in or that are out there killing it in, in the world. That That's who I, that's who pop up on my feed. Even the people that people don't even know about in the fashion industry, like, or that's breaking out and it's like, I literally follow them um, just because I want to see just, you know, what are their motives, motivations, you know? Because sometimes their motivations, granted, they may not be yours, but you can learn mm-hmm. from them. You know, you can learn from what may have motivated someone else. And being around people that want better for themselves, that's my biggest, biggest, biggest thing. I look at the things that if it's, it's if you want it, at least you can have the, pro- the mindset of knowing that something that you've been doing is not enough. And I don't know if I'm saying that in the correct way, but obviously you want more. So you know that in the moment that you're not doing something, you're not doing enough. You're not doing, you're not there. And with that, it just kind of makes me look at it like, okay, so now that you know that you may not be doing all that you can do, what, what can we start to be able to do? So um, me coming to this moment was just, no, like I said, being around those like-minded people, understanding that people do want more for their lives. And then, um, like I said, just all of the teachings that my mom gave me, which she gave me a bunch that are crazy great. And then also being in a relationship with the person I'm in a relationship with, having my children, even in the moment of these past three months, all of the stuff that has happened in my life um, and seeing, you know, who I come from and where I am, you know, and understanding that, wow, I do come from, I do come from love and Maybe I haven't been, you know, noticing where I may have not been showing love, you mm-hmm. know, just literally wanting to better myself and wanting more for myself. Um, because I've said this, this has been my quote since I've been literally probably in high school. I used to be like, I'm not average. I was not born to be average. God did not create me to be average. <laughs> I would say that to myself all the time because my auntie will always tell me, Diamond, you got champagne um, taste on a beer budget. You need to calm down. <laughs> and I used to be like, I used to think in my head like, well, no, because I'm not going to calm down. Like, no, like, I'm sorry, but I'm dying. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. But, you know, because I, I just always wanted more. I never seen myself as just being, I, I never, I, I just literally never seen myself as being average. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that someone else is, I'm not like equating like, oh, this to average, but I just never seen myself going through life just doing like just literally just doing the bare minimum to get by, not enjoying my life. I, I, anytime I look at my life, I see myself smiling. I see myself doing things that I want to do, not just doing things that I have mm-hmm. to do. So um, just pretty much. Yeah. Like I said, that's what brought me to this point. Just wanted to do more for my life and wanted to be, you know, being around the people that want to do mm-hmm. more. Absolutely. And it's crazy that you stated like doing the things that you have to do versus doing the things that you want to do. And I think that's kind of what brought me here because in a nutshell for me, I grew up in Ypsilanti. I'm I'm taking it way back. I grew up in Ypsilanti and um, it was like just so many different things happened in my life where I was moving. I transferred schools like three different times. Um, So that's like Mm. earth quake ending world ending when you're a kid you know what I mean you switch school so I mean I've had to deal with a lot of ups and downs um even just when I went to college um it was a a year in there I actually took off um and when I went back it was just like I want to do this I have to do this you know what I mean I want to do this for myself it was a big up and down I moved out with my boyfriend at the time 
and we got an apartment and he decided he wanted to go back to school six months later. So I had to juggle the house, the bills and all this by myself. And but I at the end of the at the end of it all, I decided I'm going back to school. Went back to school with nothing. Mm-hmm. I was completely homeless, no address, but I was at school. And um it was just that that moment, it was just me and my dog. At that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna get into a position where I I'm doing things where I I for I have to. Like I'm on my knuckles. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It was nights where it was just like I can't believe this is real. Like I you know what I mean? And I yeah. felt like I had nobody to call or at least anybody that I could call that can drive up there three hours away and help me. You know what I mean? It was yeah. something I had to figure mm-hmm. out. So knowing that I was in that position, um just from that point forward, I always wanted to give back. Once I got out of that situation of being homeless, I'm like, that was awful. What the hell? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was like, like, what was that? Whoa, like that was real life. You know what I mean? And it's like so many other people fall into that position and can't get out of it. You know what I mean? And I was just yeah. so thankful to get out of it that I was instantly like, I have to get back. That's the only thing I can do at this point because... I'm just so thankful that I was able to figure it out. I'm just so thankful I was able to find the resources, you know, to help me. Like I was able to find a runaway um, youth group that was in Big Rapids that I would love for us to connect with again because they were awesome. Like they were the bridge between when you age out of foster care and, you know, being an adult, like they were that bridge for children or you know people in that age group because at that point I think I was 21 so I couldn't get any of the kid services and I couldn't get any of the adult services for domestic violence or I couldn't stay in the shelter that they had available it was just like where do these people go like when you were in my position where do you go and what do you do so it was just like Mm -hmm. for me I have to give back like I have to the kids I have to make sure people are on their journey the way that they want to be on their journey because that was a earth-shaking thing for me like I would have never Mm -hmm. like it's not like I couldn't go home and live with my grandmother but I wanted to be in school so for me to make a decision to choose I had to choose homelessness in order to be in school because at that time I didn't have the money to afford a dorm Mm -hmm. or an apartment you know what I mean I wanted to be in school though so living in my car and with friends and making it shake, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, once it all, you know, came full circle, I got an apartment, I met some really awesome girls, and I was able to grow from that experience. And my overall goal now is just to make sure that when people are making their decisions or when they're planning their future, they're focused on what they want, not what mm-hmm. people say is right for you or not what, mm-hmm. people, you know what I mean, not what people are encouraging yeah. you to do or saying that's mm-hmm. going to be the career for you. I just really want to mm-hmm. make sure people are making the choices for them. Like it's socially accepted to go to college, right? But if college yeah. ain't for you, it ain't yeah. for you. But you feel Very weird not going because that's where that's your next step. You know what I mean? So I just want to make sure mm-hmm. that people aren't stuck in that next step mindset, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel like your desire and drive to go back to school was Absolutely. fueled by that? 
Absolutely. I feel like mm-hmm. um, because I've always that's the crazy thing. Thank you for asking that, because that's always been my thing is that I wanted to be an entrepreneur from the beginning of time. Like when I say I started writing yeah. poetry in fourth grade at the Boys and Girls Club, I won. Um, remember those little robot dogs? Like you could tell what to do and it would like walk and bark. And I won. Yeah, I oh, won one of those from my poem. Aww. And it inspired me uh-huh. like, dang, I might really be good at this. And then that same poem oh, actually was published like, a fourth grader like you feel me like I'm cr- like whoa like that's crazy and I shared this information and I can honestly tell you right now I don't think anybody in my family will remember that I was a published writer in fourth grade so it's like that wasn't it was looked mm-hmm. over because it wasn't a career like a lawyer or a doctor or but I was genuinely like in love with art music classical mm-hmm. music freaking painting pictures like that was what I loved, but because that's not where you make the money, that's not where, you know, mm-hmm. you're able to live. Like you're going to be a struggling artist. I heard that so many times that I was like, I got to go be a doctor. And that's how I ended up at the school I ended up at, to be completely mm-hmm. honest, is because I'm like, well, I got to make some money and I like science. So I guess I'll go be a doctor. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? kind of just spiraled into me going to college because I was supposed to and then Mm. I ended up in this homeless situation because I'm doing something I'm supposed to and that's why I'm just like I can't let people keep doing this to themselves yeah (laughs) that that honestly goes back to what we were saying earlier about that survival mentality Mm -hmm. The, the the survival mentality being like you can't do something you love you have to do something that makes you money so that you won't end up in this predicament and that's the part that's heartbreaking because as a fourth grader I can tell just from looking at you right now like you were so affirmed in that moment and you knew you know that that dog in that publishing is what you needed in that moment and I feel like that that honestly and and I could be wrong but I feel like that's still fueling you today like those type of things children remember and hold on Mm-hmm. So absolutely and I'll be honest with you I and another thing that I've uh, connected with you on Jack you stated it before that you write and you don't share and I am mm-hmm. the same way <laughs> at this point and I'm wondering if it could have come from that trauma of being so excited that I was published and that I wrote this poem and I won against all these other people and nobody celebrating with me. Like nobody right. took that moment with me and was like, oh, that's awesome. Like I like I said, I don't even know if people even know I was in a contest or even know that I won. Like, you know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. that was a big wow. thing for me. And that really kind of made me switch gears because I didn't have one, the support and two kind of like the external confirmation from family or friends, I guess. I don't know, but I had the personal confirmation, but once I started kind of getting into the, you know, at first they tell you, you can be whatever you want to be. And then it starts to ease Uh into, you can be whatever you want to be as long as they make money. You can be whatever you want to be as long as they pay bills. You can kind of be what you Mm want to be, but you got to do what I'm telling you to do. It kind of just kind of like the dream just gets cut in half every step you take. And I don't want that dream to get cut in half for anybody else. Like it's so many other ways. You know what I mean? It's crazy that you, that you did. And I, and Jack, you can go ahead and go after this. I'm done. I mean, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to interpret that. But um, we want you to. Um, but no, um, 
what I was thinking about when you said that you write. So all, it's crazy because all three of us write, but I think, and it's so crazy. You guys come, I feel like you guys come, I'm not going to say from a similar background, but I guess you guys come from, you guys have a lot of differences from me and the way I, I guess m- the way I grew up, I don't want to say it, and I don't want y'all to be looking at me. Girl, like, but, but you know, I think, I think, you know, I think mm-hmm. that y'all get where I'm going with that. Like, I think you guys grew up more so, not necessarily where you got to be in a child's mm-hmm. place, something like that, or you know. But you, you guys have more similarities with the way Absolutely. you grew up than me, because I was literally taught, like, "Hey, what do you want to do? Whatever you want to do, make it happen. I don't care. We're going to build this dream, and we're going to mm-hmm. do it. You know, we're going to do it." Um, my mom, she doesn't necessarily know. She didn't know a lot about entrepreneurship. She would just be like, but Diamond, you know this, you know that. But if you want to do it, which what, what you need to me, you know, we're going to make it happen. And, you know, me, I actually had a whole blog, um, but I stopped it because it created conflict. It created a lot of conflict. And granted, that's when I should have kept on going um, because sometimes mm-hmm. conflict causes for great conversations. Mm-hmm. But I very much so, but I was afraid. I was, I'm still a little afraid of conflict. I don't like conflict. I try to run away from it. I'm, I, I just hate it um, because mm. I've been in so much conflict. I've seen conflict so close and it's, it's one of them things that, you know, I hate that even has to happen. So anytime it creates conflict or conflict does, I have to shut mentally shut mm-hmm. down. Like I have to mentally get away because I don't have a middle ground moment of transparency mm-hmm. i don't have a middle mm-hmm. ground it's either going to be mm-hmm. i'm this or i'm that and when i get right. to that i'm not that i'm not i'm not i'm not the diamond that i want to be and being that i've been the diamond that i didn't want to be so many times with people that i genuinely love i'm just like eh, let me i try all costs to Avoid go around it. yeah to go around it because i you know i need to i need to learn how to you know, have that middle ground or be able to stand in that place, but I haven't mm-hmm. yet. And I do acknowledge that I haven't learned yet. So I know that I have work to do. Um, so yeah, just when you said that, it just kind of made me think about it. Like, dang, you know, it's crazy how, even though, you know, we all have the, this, that similarity, we still have differences in the reason why we may, you know, don't share yeah. this or share this, this amount or stop this at mm-hmm. this point. So I thought that was crazy. I just wanted to kind of jump on it. I'm like, wow. But yeah, I love that. So Jack, what about you? Jack? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just reflecting now. I, I was thinking about what I wanted to share. And I'm like, it, it, where do you start? Like, I think similar to KJ, I don't think a lot of my dreams were affirmed. I don't think I don't have any experiences. I, I had an experience where I guess like I might have did well in like a creative writing class and it was like, oh, OK, I really mm-hmm. like this. Or I, I've always been a big, big like music person. Like I like all kind of music. And when I was when I was in middle school, I went through the stage of like only listening to Michael mm-hmm. Jackson. And I was like determined to be the next like child star. But no, but I told nobody like I told absolutely nobody. I would I would say and I would like listen and this is just me being a kid like listening like okay is somebody gonna say I can like Mm -hmm. can I sing like I'm just waiting to get that affirmation and I never really did so I kind of always suppressed that creativity and I remember um (laughs) one of my first like little like like boyfriends in um and I don't want to go too far into like because what if they listen to this (laughs) okay we wrote 
we both wrote a poem and mine was like, I love this poem and I wish I had it. Cause it was just like a, a cool little poem, but that was like, and he liked it. And I was like, okay, somebody, you know, feeling what I'm, I'm doing creatively. But I think similar to what KJ was saying about needing to make money. I was always told you good, you get good grades, you get into a good college, you become a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was the thing. Like me and my dad connected on dogs. Like he loved dogs. So one way that we nourished our relationship was through just talking about dogs and different type of animals. Wow, but that's I ain't really, I, I mean, I did, I was into it, but it was more so like me being a daddy's girl and wanting to just spend time with him. So up until like high school, maybe senior year, I was going to be this veterinarian that I never mm-hmm. really was committed to, but verbally I was mentally and emotionally. No. Um, so, so, you know, fast forward, I get to college. I didn't know what I wanted to study, but I knew I was supposed to be there because all my life I was Mm -hmm. told you go to college. I got good grades. So I was the smart one, quote unquote, in the family. So I did what I had to do. Got to central, um, got good grades. I studied sociology. What do you do with a sociology degree though? KJ, (laughs) I studied, it was sociology with a concentration in social and criminal justice. That course put into perspective a lot of the things I experienced growing up on mm-hmm. the east side of Detroit. And just in talking about like marginalized communities, um, systems failing people of color, all of those things affirmed my experience. And again, I was looking for that affirmation, something to connect to. And mm-hmm. I connected to that. So, you know, graduated. I was so Central Michigan actually didn't have a criminal justice program. They only had sociology with concentration in social and criminal justice. So all of the people in our cohort were either activists or people wanting mm-hmm. to be police officers. Imagine what that classroom felt like. Like tension, terrible, but it was like mm-hmm. these white mm-hmm. men in this class think this way mm-hmm. and it's crazy. So I knew that there was work that needed mm-hmm. to be done, right? So, you know, fast forward, graduate from Central, still don't know what I want to do in my life because, again, I'm following what other other people are telling me to do. So I I, I go to grad school. I just graduated from U of M um, social work program and social work. I really, really connected with that. I didn't study conventional social work. I studied macro social work, which is studying systems through a people or community lens. So I'm looking at systems and how they can work better for people mm-hmm. and communities. So that I connected to because it's, it's again, an action and it's connected to something that I was affirmed mm-hmm. in college with that experience. Um, but I was opened up to like mental health and just unpacking and, and, and diving deeper into me and what I want. And um, I think that has been a huge part of my development over the last couple of years, in addition to my son and wanting more life for myself. But also thinking back like to conversations that Diamond and I had about like, we want to build something. Ownership Mm -hmm. is important. We need that in order to just not work for somebody else, right? Because if I I find, I do work in government, um, just as a side note, I work in government and um, there's always a cap on that though. Like you have a salary, you have the Mm -hmm. amount of hours you work and this is what you aspire to. You can get a promotion here and there, but there's, where is the ownership for me? And I think I'm just now at a point in my life where I'm unpacking like why I'm doing certain things and I'm really pushing myself to 
to explore different topics that I hadn't explored before. So like, I am trying to explore my creativity now that I understand it was mm-hmm. suppressed, right? Because before those right. reasons, it didn't make money. It didn't make sense. So now I'm like, okay, I can, I, those are outlets. Those are ways for me to distress. I want to live a long, fruitful life. So yeah. I need to nourish myself. And creativity is one of those things that I do enjoy. Now, I still don't share my stuff with people because criticism and conflict, just like Diamond said, is are, are huge barriers. But I think me just opening up to that, it, it feels authentic. It feels like I feel like myself when I'm doing certain things. And I think this podcast is one of those things. It's, it's putting me out there, um, but it's allowing me to be creative in ways that I hadn't been before. So it's That's it's awesome. beautiful, but it's, it's a process and yeah. it's a journey. And I'm I'm loving every second of it. That's awesome. I didn't even, so I, I love that you guys kind of did your little background. I loved it. That was awesome. I didn't know we were doing backgrounds, uh, but no, I love your, the, the stories that you had of just your growth, even, and, and I don't know if you guys recognize it, but even within telling your stories, you show the growth within yourself from just this point to now. Um, so just imagine how much growth is going to happen with you now having an outlet to and be able to discuss you know. like, yes, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Me. Yes. <laughs> so it's amazing. Um, I'm going to do a really short background, very short, because I'm weird about stuff like that. <laughs> um, but um, just like uh, me, I'm definitely, uh, how do I say this? See, I don't, it's everything just like everyone straight out my eyes but like no um seriously so pretty much me I've always I would say I've always been a creative it's funny um when I was in sixth grade I actually wrote a song I used to write songs and I used to have a journal I've always had journals always had journals always found something to write in a notebook or something I used to beg on mama can you get me the pretty notebook please can you please my mom used to be like girl go upstairs and go get that box of notebooks because <laughs> my mama used to buy the big box of notebooks just full of everything and um I have like my parents so my dad he um graduated college and everything like that um my auntie did my mom was in school most of the time while I was a kid so I was around people that went to school so of course that was like I just have to go I mean, that wasn't something that they necessarily forced on me. They did. My mom was just like, look, either you're going to go to school you gonna, you gonna, or you're going to go to the uh, military. You got to figure it out. You know, you got to figure out what you're going to do because you're not going to just sit here and do nothing. If you're going to sit here, mm-hmm. you need to go ahead and find your passion and do what you're going to do. You got to do something. Like, you can't just sit here. So she was very, you know, adamant about, like, she really wanted us to graduate from school, which I'm like, all right, I understand, but... I noticed as I was in school, I struggled so much because I just didn't connect. I knew I was just there for everybody else mm-hmm. but me. When I was in, I would say 11th grade, I took a fibers class. So my my grandmother would show me different things about sewing. I always knew I wanted to be in fashion. My auntie, she owned her own seamstress shop in Georgia. Um, so I always knew I wanted to, I love the the how clothes were made, how they were constructed. Not necessarily just like the look of them after they were done. I like and it's really, it's really weird, but I like the process of things. I don't know what it is about the process that makes me so happy, but the process of things makes me so happy. I love learning how to do things as opposed to when they're done. I'm kind of bored with it, which is kind of crazy, but I get, it's just like, okay, I, it's already there. It's a, it's a finished product. Let's break it down and let's see what what's inside of it. Or I get excited when I'm actually building something like, you know, you putting together a desk. I'm so excited about putting it together when it's done. I'm just like, okay, it's just a desk. All right, whatever. All right, move on. Next thing. 
So I, you know, I love the construction of things. Like I love the construction of writing. I love just putting things together and making it make sense. Um, and I, you know, that's something just small right there because I just told my fiance the other day, I said, well, you know, one thing that I'm learning now is that, and it, and it helped, what helped me learn it was you two too. You two are the ones that helped me learn it. He's always preached it to me, but it wasn't meant for him to teach me. It was meant for y'all to teach me. Um, he would say like, Diamond, I just don't do things that way. I don't do things that way. So we had a talk um, about writing things down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny thinking, looking back on it, but I'm like, I, I in my mind, my mind automatically breaks things down for me. I have a very like, it just breaks things down. Like I don't, it, it's not, it's not nothing, no offense to me, no offense to nobody, but my mind, I automatically categorize things where they need to go. So if I'm thinking about money, my mind automatically has a section for money in it and everything is already built in a whole system order from top to bottom. It, it's just the way my mind works. The same way I like construction. I like to be able to see every piece of it because I have to visualize it in my mind. I have to put it in my mind. And he's the type of person when we're when we have a discussion, he has to say, I have to think about it. And he may it may take him two days. I'm just like, why do you have to think about it? <laughs> Come on, let's talk. Because in my mind, as he was saying whatever he said, it already broke mm-hmm. it into pieces. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I've always had that. So um going into 11th grade, I had a fibers class and it just introduced me to a lot about like sewing, um, how different um fibers were made and you know, showing me how they were made and showing us it and I loved every second of it it made me feel so awesome like I used to wear my back then I used to wear my big bows on top of my head I used to have my big glasses and they'd just be like diamond you just look so perfect behind the sewing machine like that's what you look like it used to be I used to I really was feeling myself during that moment like feeling myself but um I always knew that that's what I wanted to explore so moving moving forward definitely college taught me a lot about fashion and taught me a lot about construction and everything a lot about myself um and a lot about my strengths and weaknesses and a lot about how to take on those strengths and weaknesses um and now pretty much I'm I'm I am committed to graduating and it and I have learned that it is now for me and it's not doing it for someone else because when I was doing it just because my parents did it and I felt like if I didn't do it I would be a disappointment I wasn't doing good at it because my mind wasn't telling me do good my mind was just like damn you know right. you don't want to be here through so it, it, it happen mm-hmm. yeah so every day I was going through that whole thing in my mind so and now I'm learning that I want to do it for me because I genuinely just, I want to have my degree and granted, it's not something that'll make me better in my the, the career that I'm going for. Um, but it's something that could help me because it's going to teach me other things that I may not have known. And it's going to add to what I already have. So pretty much, um, that's what brings me. That's, that's, that's my little story in a nutshell. I've like, literally, I, I, I just, I like I like processes. I like processes, and that sound it, it sounds so oh it sounds so mathematical or something. But I really do like processes. It it it, it comforts me to make things and make them into something. And then when they then I have the finished product, sometimes I'm not happy with it. Most of the times I'm not, but it just comforts me in knowing every piece had its mm-hmm. own place. So mm-hmm. yeah. it definitely helps That's me good. understand you a little bit more working with. with- now Mm -hmm. I can understand why you go so far and so deep into the details that makes sense I get that now 
mm-hmm. yes i'm very i'm very 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 detail oriented like oriented like i have to pay attention to every little piece like one little piece is off it it literally, it literally burns my insides it's like something mm-hmm. is not right it's not right so that's yeah, that's me in that's a nutshell fair. i get it <laughs> so what i want what i want to know is um moving forward i kind of want to just like ask you guys what is your goal if you can boil it down to maybe like two sentences what is your goal for you know growing truths what do you see um your vision your your something about it that makes you you know happy about it or looking forward to it or something like that like what do you see for us or what do you want to get what do you want our audience to get out of it i want our audience to be able to use my experience as just a perspective um to kind of take a step back and kind of review or just just being able to let's critically think i want people to be able to use our experiences to be able to critically think their way through their decisions i'm not saying that our experiences are going to be 100% right or 100% wrong but i want them to genuinely look at our perspectives and like be i want them to think like is this something i want to do is that something i've thought of for myself like i want people to start thinking of things before they get into them like I said, that my biggest thing is that, you know, we, we've all mentioned that we've done a lot of things in our lives because other people said that, that we, that that's what, that's what we should be doing. I want it to start so much sooner where people are like, nope, this is what I like. And this is what I'm doing because I like it. You know what I mean? And I think if we can inspire that in the youth, then it'll just kind of, I think, be like a ripple effect that's what my hope is a ripple effect to kind of just overall change the rhythm of and the narrative of how people move through their lives mm-hmm. yeah I think in in addition to that I think a few things that came up for me and again like I think what Diamond talked about what heavily was like processing and how you process information and I'm an internal processor so like I need to I, I'm like Dan in that sense of like, I need to think through this and before I can, you know, deliver a final product. And I think as I'm processing the question, I think about wanting to show up as my authentic self, right? I think for me, um, I've always had this idea of wanting to be super polished and come across as like, okay, I got my ducks in a row. Everything's perfect. Like, there's nothing wrong over here. Like, look the I'm other way. Um, yes, so Jack. I, <laughs> I really, really want to show up as my authentic self and, mm-hmm. and, and, and also relate to other women as we connect. I want y'all to know that it's not, you don't have to be on 10 every time. You can show up at an eight and that can Ooh, be yeah. okay. Like, I think, and for me, that's, that's really important in this process. And I have to continuously remind myself, because even now I'm like, did I share too much? Are, they, are people going to look at me a certain way? Like, I really just want to show up as my authentic self by, mm-hmm. by like, you know, mid the, the, the like by the middle of the, the next like se- se- season of the podcast. Like I want to be 
fully comfortable in just being Jackie. Um, and then I think of wanting to just create community among women um, as we grow together. I Like like Diamond said, it, it is a process. You have to go through a journey of growth. You never get to a point of, and that's again, related to showing up as your authentic self. You never get to a place of all knowing. You never get to a place where you got it all figured out. But what yeah. I would really like for this not only this podcast, but growing truths beyond that to do is to really connect with women on just growing and how can you be better than mm-hmm. you were today, right? Mm-hmm. And this very moment, the next minute, how can you be better? And not to a point where it's detrimental to yourself because you have to be grounded in who you are, but at the same time, you still can aspire mm-hmm. for more. And I want to create a community of women where we do that mm-hmm. together. And I think the podcast is one way to do that, but I think this this platform goes beyond mm-hmm. that as well. Um, so I, I guess Diamond, what are you thinking? What are some of your goals for, you know, what we got going on? Um, one I think one of my biggest goals is um I guess it's kind of piggybacking off of what both of you guys said, but um mostly just to make sure that you're okay with who you are and not feeling like a disappointment because you may not be what someone else wants you to be. Or it may not be what someone else have deemed um, is okay or what what society deemed is okay. I felt so many times with me not being in college that, you know, I may be, you know, oh, I'm a disappointment or, oh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing or blah, 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 blah. And, um, and it's crazy because sometimes people don't even have to say it. It's just what we ingrain in our mind because of what has been said about somebody else doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want people to be okay where what where they are right now and understand that you don't have to be in this place forever. You know, it's okay that you may not have it all together. It's okay that you're gonna show up as that seven or that six or that five. You know, it's okay that you're not. Yeah, even a one. Like it's okay that you're not there yet, and don't and, and understand that. Uh, I want people to feel that this is a space where they can come at their lowest point and understand that, you know, it's okay that you're at this lowest point because there's been plenty of times that I've been at my lowest point. And, you know, maybe I, if I had someone to, you know, have that support, or maybe if I would have thought to have, uh, be around people that understood that it's okay to be at that lowest point, maybe I would have came out a little bit stronger, you know, Mm -hmm. on the other side. So I want to be able to basically let people know that it's okay to be themselves and not only be themselves, but um, I don't know hello? what that is. Okay, um, I want people to understand that it's okay to be themselves, and that um, yeah, you we we're we're all growing through this together. We're going to, and instead of us actually just, you know, just doing things just to do them and just going through them and filling the fields, let's grow through it and come out on the other side way stronger than we started and know that you do have people that are literally in the same boat that you're in. You're not alone. You're not like all three of us. We shared our stories and we have completely different stories. We all have different stories that bring us to this point. And that's a testament within itself because that lets you know that it's somebody out there that's just like me. It's someone that's just like KJ. It's someone that's just like Jackie. We all have someone that has a story very similar to ours. And it's okay to know that, you know, you're going to have these moments that you're not going to be perfect. So that's my main, um, I guess, my mm-hmm. main goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So guys, um, what would be, I would say, what would be a challenge that you would do as far as um, throughout the next few weeks? What's something that you would want to do? And this is something that we want to incorporate um, just to put out a challenge out there so that everyone is able to join in um, on our challenges and they're able to challenge themselves and definitely reach out to us and let us know how this challenge works for you. So we want to propose like a few challenges to do to get you through um, the next few weeks and see how it works with challenging yourself to do something that's different or out of the norm for you and something that you know that will help you grow. Um, so one of, do one of y'all have a challenge that y'all want to propose? I think something I'm thinking about is how, and this isn't something that I thought about before the podcast, it's something that came up during our conversation was just me suppressing my creativity and never really ex- further exploring that. And I mentioned to y'all that I wrote poetry mm-hmm. in middle school and I and, and beyond that too, I think something that I want to do to challenge myself is to just pick that back up and like just explore it a little more, whether that's me reading poetry, trying my hand at, you know, poetry again. But I think that's something I want to do maybe like twice a week until, you know, for the next month or so to see how it feels. Um, maybe Do I still connect to it? Do I not? You know, do I want to try a different, you know, form of creativity? But I think there's something in my spirit that really is drawn to that. And I really want to just further explore it. So I think my challenge, that's going to be my challenge. I'm going to try to write or read a piece of poetry two days out of the week hey um, and and how about as you're reading or writing mm-hmm. um post something yeah yeah because that's Definitely. a way that you can actually get it out because you know that you wrote it and you didn't say show it maybe actually show it you know and understand mm-hmm. that yeah it is your creative mind but it's right, still right. worth it it's still worth so- it yeah, yeah. So like Dime Dime said, we um we're, we'll be posting on our social media our update from our challenge, and I'll let y'all know. Like I might post, I might not. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna try my hand at it, and if I don't, I'll explain where I'm at and how mm-hmm. I'm feeling with it. Um, because I think Diamond, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I definitely wasn't gonna mention posting it at all. <laughs> but I, I like that's that's the challenge within the challenge, right? So I think I, I'm yeah. gonna try it or at the very least reflect on it to see where I'm at, and then I'll I'll be sure to check in with y'all on our social media about it. I mean, even if you take a, and this is me kind of going a little bit into my detailed mind, um, but even <laughs> if you take like just go buy yourself a journal. Um, mm-hmm. just for it or even if you have a journal and yeah. even if you post a picture of you just taking that step to actually buy the journal you know just showing that you took that step to show like you know what my creativity is worth to be sh- it's, it's worth it to be shown you know even mm-hmm. in this even in this form of step zero Absolutely. or you know how we were just saying you at that one you're not a 10 it's okay like that yeah, it's okay that you know that's it you don't that's good yeah like you know you like started that. something Okay, so y'all tune in. <laughs> oh, a challenge. I'm kind of, um, it's kind of funny that Jack is doing the poetry because I've been on a teeter-totter with my art. I literally moved everything upstairs to my little art studio and I have like 15 mm-hmm. pieces started and I get to the point of a piece and I'm like, oh, I don't want to mess it up and I just leave it. So I have quite a few um acrylic paintings that I've already started. I've got a few pieces of photography that I need to edit and kind of put out. 
Um, I do have a social media for my art, um, but I haven't really been posting on it. Um, so I'm going to try to post and finish some pieces um, in the next month just to kind of make sure I'm keeping that in my routine because it is something I enjoy doing. And when I'm painting, I kind of lose myself and it's, it's, it's definitely a stress distressor for sure. So I'm definitely going to try to incorporate finishing some paintings and posting those paintings on my art page, just to kind of share that um, creativity that I started and kind of do my start and stop thing on. Do you feel comfortable sharing your art page? Um, sure. <laughs> um, it has a little bit of everything on it because I'm I'm just I like I said, y'all, I just love art. Like I don't care what it is, painting, drawing, poetry, mm-hmm. I don't care. I just love it. Um, so it's got a little bit of everything on it. Mm-hmm. All of the pieces are original. It's at Elite Art. It's I-L-L-I-T-E-A-R-T. At Elite Art is where you'll find some of my pictures, some of my um paintings and it's just always you know just little bitty updates and I'm going to try to keep that up to date you know that's going to be my challenge awesome that's dope I like it I like it I'm excited I can't wait to see the things you guys post that's going to be exciting I can't wait um, I guess I have to create a challenge yeah. now. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I was going to kind of try to skim past that, but um, now we're here. So one of the things that I've been doing, um, I haven't done any, like any of my de-stressing things or things that help me kind of like get past my stress. And this has been a very stressful time. Um, literally within the last few weeks, we have had back-to-back craziness happen. But um, I'm going to challenge myself to go back to my happy place. Um, my happy place is creating, whether it's writing something and creating that way, whether it's telling a story, whether it's building a piece, like actually constructing something or drawing something or even just working on my brand. Um, I'm going to challenge myself to go ahead and do at least one of those things. And it's going to be a surprise. I don't know which one I'm going to do. Surprise to me too. But um, I'm going to do one of them. And I'll post it because I'm I'm bad at posting things like that. Like I don't, I'm very, I'm very, I'm one of those creatives that's really like, this is my stuff and don't mm-hmm. be talking about it. Like chill out. Um, I can get like that. So I don't like posting it, but I'm going to step outside of my box and post it. Um my more sensitive creativeness part of me and um yeah that's what I I think it's awesome that we're all going to be sharing our creativity because one of my close friends he told me something about um you know my work or my paintings and he's like well when you create something and you put it out on paper or whatever your you know your medium is when you put that work out it's no longer yours you have no Mm -hmm. idea what or that will spark for someone else's mind or how that will impact someone else. So when you create it, you yes, have to share so it. Like it, it's, it's really your creative duty to share that information, to mm-hmm. share that story because it came out for a reason. Um, I, Jack, I mean, KJ, one thing I want to say off of that is um, very similar, but it's um, what I want to leave off on for me personally is um 
one thing that you said, you said it's not yours anymore. You never know what it'll do for someone else. And I heard someone say, you know, one person's obedience is uh, about 100 people's uh, destiny. So one thing that you can possibly do that you can think that it means absolutely nothing, it can heal so many other people and it can bring purpose into so many other people. And Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of want to make like basically take that and say, we're going to do our parts by doing putting what we need to put out in the world because we're all creatives in our own own ways. And I feel like all of us have taken a step back from our creative Mm -hmm. part of us. Um, And that's something that I think we want to challenge within us. Uh, Maybe someone else maybe have taken a step back with just basically, I don't know, being um an organizing organized person i don't know but whatever you know you feel that you have maybe taken a step back from maybe you should get back into that and um go back into it kind of like head first because Mm -hmm. you never know what it can do for so many other people and that's important yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely can be. It can it can definitely heal you cuz I know once I'm getting back into this it's definitely going to put a, take a lot of pressure off of me. So, yeah. I'm excited. You yeah, guys. I hope you know, I hope you guys if you do do any challenges, make sure you contact us and let us know how they're going and if you decide to jump into some creativity things, tag us. We want to see it at Growing Truth on IG. So, follow us. If you're looking for our social media accounts, go to Growing Truths on Instagram and you'll find us right in the bio. Jackie Ramsey underscore is in there. Diamond J and K.I. Element for KJ. So check us out. Please, please tag us in in your post. We really want to see what challenges you're up for this month. Um, We're going to be vulnerable. We're opening that door. So we invite you in. Um, So come join us and definitely tune into the next episode, y'all.